This episode of The Citadel Cafe is brought to you by listeners like you. Visit patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe to find out how you can become a patron and help make this show possible. This is the Citadel Cafe, episode number 395, for Thursday, February 25th, 2021. My name is Joel Duggan, and the Citadel Cafe is where my friends and I hang out to talk about the geeky stuff that we are into. Joining me this week, Megan Townsend is back. You can find her at Townsend on all the social media that matters, including Twitch, at Townsend. Imagine that. Hello. Hi, it's been a while. February just feels like the black hole of months, and everything seems to just stretch on for eons. And seeing as we broke the first new rule of, of small talk, we might as well break the second, which is an old rule, which is no weather. But it is unseasonably warm, like scary mm-hmm. warm today in, in Nova Scotia. Like it's like eight degrees outside. It's been raining all day. Yeah. Uh, there was a dip and it snowed for a bit, but now it's back to being like seven or eight degrees, which is just weird because we get sure end of March maybe, but not the end of February. Usually February is just an icy blue frozen nothing. Uh, and it's usually a good thing that it's a short month because it goes by fast. Uh, but yeah. I've, I've noticed that this winter has been mild in general. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I mean, sure, there are a few things that might be contributing to the time going by. Like, oh, I don't know, an Xbox Series X. <laughs> That's no longer new to me, but it was new for two <laughs> weeks. Uh, and the use case has gone back to normal, you know, normal adult behavior. But um, there is that new and shiny period. And then you just kind of wonder like, where did February go? Oh, mm-hmm. right. Oh, I yeah. bought a console at the end of January. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of Busy. like, been, yeah. But then there's also been a lot of other things, you know, like I, I do find that um, when I look back over the things that I'm supposed to be doing this, this month, um, not so much the work that I'm doing, but all the support work that I have to do around the things that I do. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I run three small businesses out of my studio, uh, depending on which you look at as a full business and which you look at folded into other parts of it. But essentially, I have to keep, um, you know, bookkeeping and tax records for all of that. Uh, and tax yeah. season is coming. And I'm normally a little bit behind. Uh, but because 2020 was a um, a good year for me business-wise, but also a, you know, very quiet year for most of us social-wise, I've had the extra time to just stay on top of the books and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So I want to, rather than, you know, filing later, I'd rather be on top of it and filing early. And as per everything, nothing seems to be going according to plan. I've had all of my information in a row as best I can but then my accountant has questions about things and I can't answer them because I don't know and there's it's just it ends up you have to do all this like you know business research that you as your business goes into different areas you're just like oh now I have to look at how to do that now and it's not old hat like it has been for 10-15 years so um, yeah there's complicated stuff with that and between taxes in terms of like bookkeeping records uh, between updating the Minecraft server that we both play on which mm-hmm. was fun. But Which I'm just, really excited to dive into again. It's just a lot of data coming my yeah. way. Like I just feel like between yeah. different communities, different conversations between the Minecraft server, uh, updating all of the data packs, uh, hats off to our friend Cosmic Dancer, by the way, that helped with the like spreadsheet checklist for that. Um, 
Because there's a number of quality. She's a gift. Yes, 100%. She's a gift. She's a gift of a human. Uh, so, like, with all of the quality of life things that happen on the server, because it's a bunch of busy adults, as you can guess, uh, playing on the server. And, and so we keep uh, a number of quality of life data packs running to just kind of make life a little bit easier in terms of, like, some of the harder items to get, some of the things that take a long time. We don't necessarily... Um, alter things too much we just kind of give alternate mm. avenues and they're never replacing the vanilla so if somebody goes in there hardcore vanilla and wants to do things the old-fashioned way they totally can um yeah. we just added in a few things that just make some things a little bit easier especially for folks that are um, like yourself and i doing content creation like say the map mod the map mod is not part of the game but it allows me to look down from the top and sort out things like roads and paths and things so much easier yeah. than than i would yeah i no. would be otherwise it's right it's so much nicer to to look at it and like the 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 zoom function uh that i think alistair added is is yeah. very fun to find yeah. it's added for a lot of yes it's added a lot of very very fun moments for sure yeah. for game and, time and it's good too because as like uh i know uh, my friend johnny pixelrose who does the spawn chunks with me he talks about that as well with um optifine and when he started doing his um his uh, survival guide series one of the things that he was saying he missed because he was running vanilla for a little while uh, was the zoom function. Um, I think he did eventually find an alternative way to do it uh, because mm -hmm. as, as a tutorial series, when you're looking at something, a wall of things, and you want to emphasize a certain block or area or technique that you've used for education purposes it's much easier to be able to zoom in and go this this section right there and then so everybody at home gets it right uh yeah because as the player you don't have those abilities so uh, a lot of the behind the scenes for the minecraft server um have all been brought up to snuff now which is great we're running 116.5 you know we have a bunch of these data packs but like to go through all of those things from different developers developers vary on the naming of their data packs some are clear some are just a jumble of numbers that make no sense and or yeah. unnecessary versions and you're just like oh my gosh like it just and the, the the downloading site this is the other thing that's always a problem um curseforge is where a lot of these data packs live because it's the biggest database it allows twitch uh mods and and stuff to uh, i shouldn't say data packs the mods and stuff that we are updating too uh those have got to be downloaded from curseforge and we're not using, I'm not using a Twitch loader. I'm just downloading and loading these into the server manually. But CurseForge is a terrible website. It like, it is out of circa 2007. And it Oof, just, oh, bad the, UI. the search sucks. The UI sucks. It's, it, it takes eons to find what you need. Um, to the point where I've started bookmarking the mods that we use as individual links on my bookmarks bar. So I don't have to use CurseForge. I just have to go to the one place to get it. So, yeah. but having to do that, um, I set out to do that Tuesday morning. Well, still at it Tuesday evening. Like that, that's the kind of day that I had with just a bunch of different things pulling in me in different directions, which has just set off Oof. my whole week. So that's my week. It's just, it's just been this like endless stream of information at the point where I've been normal. I've been skipping podcasts. Like I have podcasts I listen to sometimes daily. A lot of stuff that I listen to weekly has got new um, new podcasts out. I've been very curious about some of the new things with the um, party lines, the the political podcasts I listen to, and I have yeah. just not. Like I I usually read a CBC no newsletter every morning. No, no, I have the time. I just don't have the bandwidth anymore. Like I just don't have the brain uh, power to process yeah. it. You know, that especially makes sense. especially with important things like news and politics. I'm just like, mm -mm, no, just I will not remember any of this. <laughs> 
I'm just going to sit here and do the dishes in silence, you know, because sure, you know, like that seems like a, an appealing thing. Uh, I've even noticed some nights where I've sat down to um, spend some time on the Xbox and I'm trying to get more into Forza, which I'll talk about a little bit later. And I just, like, I just can't get into it. Like, I mean, I know it's a driving game, but there's been things about like tweaking the cars and some different stuff I want to look into. And I just can't seem to grasp like the best way to go about it. Because like my brain is just like, I'm just going to play something a lot simpler than for Forza. You know, I'm going to play a platformer or maybe nothing at all. Maybe I'll just go into the Xbox and turn on Twitch for a bit. Um, because yeah. it's just, it's, I just didn't have the brain power to do that stuff myself. Um, I've also been logging into Minecraft a lot. And I promise I won't talk about Minecraft this whole podcast. But I've been also logging into to Minecraft to do some menial tasks like clear this mound of dirt mm. it's going to take probably 45 minutes but it's a nice thing to do at the end of the night before i go to bed because it requires zero brain power like i don't have to count i don't have to think i just have to say this level right here flatten it <laughs> okay you know <laughs> just just get it gone <laughs> yeah and it's not and it's not for anything other than just preparing for my next stream where that isn't necessarily the best stream content um i don't mind it if it has to happen on stream but if i can plan to do it outside of the stream and i have the time then i'd like to do it that way you'd, because you'd i'd much rather yeah. yeah i'd rather build and engage with you know the audience and stuff on stream so so that was kind of like where things are, are are going i'm still having some issues with my pc as well in terms of the frame rate stutters and things like that and so I was again gonna ask about that that's more that sucks. more data and more like reading through forum posts by not the people that know what they're like it's just a bunch of people having different issues for different reasons all chiming in no one offering a solution to the original poster like someone says hey i have this this and this for text specs and i'm having this issue does anybody know what's going on and then the answers for the entire form are all just like i'm having this problem too and then they explain their problem it's like but that's not helping you're not solving it's not it's yeah. not a response you're just you're all just commiserating together so so I can't find the solution to it. And and again, more data. Like you just dive into these things. And this stuff gets over my head very fast. Like I'm savvy enough about computers, but not in terms of like hardware specs and what might be conflicting and why this problem is happening. And like there's there seems to be a number of different reasons as to why the frame sitter would occur. But like I can't figure out why. And I've tried to, with mm -hmm. the help of our mutual friend, John, to to try and sort it out and neither one of us had any luck and now I'm, now I'm just like throwing spaghetti at the wall which is the most frustrating way to try to solve a problem right it's just like I don't know what's causing the issue so I'm just randomly changing things and mar marking down did that make a difference yes no and and yeah. most of it seems to be reducing the co reducing the stress on the CPU by not using essential apps like the apps that I that came with my mouse and my new mic well it's kind of rips the rug out from underneath you to have these new pieces of hardware that have software that makes you or allows you to use things like the multiple buttons on the mouse and the different um broadcasting things that you can do with the mic similar to voice meter you know which i again again i could try to install voice meter and achieve the same thing but that's not the point <laughs> the point mm. is this is the software that it came with it should work and it's just mic software. It shouldn't tax my machine because I don't have a toaster. Like I have a decent rig. You know, it's only a yeah. year old-ish, 12, 14 months uh, with a brand new processor just less than six months ago. So I, I don't know. It, it's it's become a real real issue. No, I have friends that have offered to help. So like I, I have a avenue that I can travel down. The problem is just like taking the time and 
it's been so long now that it's just like, I don't trust that there is a solution and I don't really, I'm not looking forward to the amount of effort to then just end up right where I started. Mm. If that makes any sense. It sounds lazy, but yeah. I, I promise you it's more out of just frustration and, and just tiredness. Yeah. Like if I can just get to the I point where, and it is seems, it seems since we updated to 16.5, um, for those of you that don't know, there's a number of mods that we use in, in Minecraft uh, under the fabric loader that on the server will help it run better, which also then runs the, the client side better. So Minecraft is taxing the computer less, which means that it's running smoother. It's not perfect, but it's to the point where it doesn't make me seasick when I play it. So again, it's the problem isn't solved. It's just patched enough to the point where it's smooth enough that I can play. Um, yeah because if it does if it happens i'll notice right away and that it's a hard nope after 15 minutes like i'll know immediately if i'm having issues so yeah it's one of those I things get where... you in contact with my friend mitchell because he's actually yeah. been really great with helping me with my computer and he's kind of like this is what he does like he he fixes computers for a living and he is a computer engineer and knows them inside and out um and it might be something as simple as like the thermal paste on your graphics card is a little old it might need to be replaced. It could be something. No, it's brand new. It's brand but, new. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Because because uh, I put the new I put the new CPU in in the fall. Right. 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 But that's what I mean. It could it could just be this one little thing. The only the only thing I haven't been able to test uh, is the motherboard. Uh, and uh, I'm just trying to rem I'm struggling to remember the specs of the motherboard right off the top of my head. It's mm -hmm. an MSI. Uh, I sent my friend a link to that in earlier. The fact see. that you can remember that much about your motherboard off the top of your well, head is Well, this is the thing, very, right? Very uh, it is, uh, what did I say it was? No, sorry. It's an, it's an Asus uh, ROG Strix Z370E gaming motherboard. Um, wow. Yeah. It's yeah. on my Twitch page. All my specs, for people listening and they're like, I, I want to know what your specs are. You can go to the uh, twitch.tv slash Duck and they're all listed below um, the about page. The only thing that's out of date is like, my monitor. The monitor listed there is the old one. I'm using a different one now. Um, but mm. st it's 2k I like I have a 2k monitor um, but yeah so like I just yeah. I just don't know quite what's going on but uh, I might take you up on that um, that contact information for your friend Mitchell if you are good with that um, yeah because, yeah no, I'll ask him too as well but um, he this is he lives for this he mm. lives for fixing stuff quite literally like he's like if anyone has a tech problem he's like well, let me look at it I'll fix right. it. Yeah, because people so. like that, you know. See, and that's the thing. Like, I'm like that too with like visual problem solving. I enjoy that mm -hmm. part of the client artist, you know, graphic designer relationship where you have a graphical problem. I have 20 years of experience. Let me help you solve your problem. What I don't yeah. have 20 years of experience in is computer engineering. <laughs> yeah. Know? So yeah. it becomes like and he, yeah, not not 20 years, but at least at least 12. Right. He's been at, he's been at it for a long time. Nice, yeah, and that's the kind of thing. Like when you're steeped in it for a career or a, an in-depth hobby, then it becomes you become more of a knowledge base for that kind of stuff. So anyway, yeah, that, that's my rant uh, in terms of how my nerdy <laughs> week has been going so far. Uh, do you have like what, what have you been doing? Have you been doing any writing? Have you been doing anything creative? Like what's been on the uh, yeah? So like I mean we I know we talked about my book yonks ago, um, a while ago and kind of just, I don't know what it is every winter. It kind of just starts to percolate in my brain again. And it's just like, maybe we should, maybe we should start thinking about this once more. Um, so I've been like posting some TikToks about, you know, the, the different, you know, major places that the characters would go to. And, um, eventually I'll do like an introduction of like, here's, here's this character. 
Um, and it kind of, you know, the TikTok algorithm is really great for feeding people to stuff like that. Um, but then I've also been working on the screenplay that I've been writing for the last year. I'm right now I'm in my third draft of it. So a lot of it, like this, the story is pretty well solidified at this point. It's more just structure and, you know, how to best tell it in like a, a narrative film format and making sure that the dialogue sounds okay uh, or reads okay and making sure that things make sense and that the timeline makes sense. Um, so that's really been like the only writing stuff that I've been up to. A lot of what I've been doing lately is aside from, you know, on stream is uh, uh, doing some Minecraft. So I'm making some progress on the wizard tower. I have to finish the roof. Um, and still deciding what I want to put in it. I'm trying to decide if I want to make it like an old abandoned dilapidated tower or like leave it as is. Mm. Um, I haven't quite decided yet. And then maybe build like an underground wizard fortress instead. But we'll see. I haven't. I'm still kind of mulling things over. Um, and then uh, I kind of recently got back into Stardew Valley because someone I did like a poll on my on my Twitch channel and and been like, you know, what are some people interested in in seeing? And everyone's like, Stardew Valley is actually kind of a fun game, and it's like kind of like Minecraft. And so I jump back into it again, and and uh, oops, have fallen down another rabbit hole and <laughs> can't seem to put it down. Um, so I've been doing some of it off stream lately. I had to take um, a little bit of a break because um, I was also having some computer problems, and um, a lot of it was due to the graphics card like it would it would shut down at nothing like i launched i launched the sims without obs running at all and um the computer completely just 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 shut down like the like the graphics wow. card was just like nope i'm done um and you know it, it was it's fine like i'm able to reboot it again afterwards but the more like basically taxing things um are causing it a lot of problems so we know it's not the motherboard because there's a new motherboard that's been put in there. Um, it might be processor, but our first step is to do, is we've just put in a new graphics card. Right. So um, I'm excited to jump into it again, even playing uh, a little bit of Among Us uh, off stream with some friends just to kind of test it and see how it's doing without a, a meltdown on stream. Um, I, I noticed a little bit of an uptake in quality already, so I'm excited um, to actually get into some more games and do that again. But that's pretty much it. Other than that, it's just been watching some stuff and slowly losing my mind. <laughs> so how is Stardew Valley going? Uh, really well. So I'm kind of I'm kind of doing it on my own right now, uh, off stream. Um, I did do a couple of things on stream um, just to kind of get m my feet under it a little bit. Because every time I've played Stardew Valley, and I've mentioned this on stream before as well, um, I, I have not played it alone. Um, I've always jumped in on someone's someone's main file as like a as like a multiplayer because you can right. do multiplayer. You can build a house for a friend, and then you know both of you can just run around and do your own thing and whatnot. So, um, the first time I ever played was a was a group. It was like five of us. We we're all just sit, like it was basically like a kind of impromptu LAN party. All of us had laptops sitting in one living room, all connected to the same Wi-Fi, and just playing Stardew Valley together. It was actually kind of fun. That would be cool to be in the same room. And it was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a very, very good time. And then um, I did actually, I have played Stardew Valley on stream before, way back, like at the very beginning stages of my channel. Um, and I was playing that with, with Colin, who is 
affectionately been dubbed on Twitch as the Human Fizz. I, it's a long story. I don't quite know how that happened. Um, so my nickname for Colin is Fizz. I've been calling him Fizz forever because neither of us are very. Uh, we're not very into like normal pet names. Like I don't call him Babe or Hun or whatever. Like we're right. just not. We're just not that kind of. We're not that kind of people. Um, so just one day I was just. We were walking and anytime he did something, I'd be like, productive boy or, you know, fizz. He's like, I'm going to get some fizz. And I was like, fizz boy. And he was like, I like that. I like that a lot. It kind of hit a good spot for him. So I just started calling him fizz. It just sort of happened. And um, so when I referred to because I think he wanted to keep his name kind of kind of private, but it, that sort of fell by the wayside. But his nickname now is is The Fizz on or, or Duff is in particular on Twitch. And uh Alistair very kindly mentioned this. We don't drink the fizz. He is human. So now he is called the human fizz um, on stream, which is just, it's just really funny. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, it's very, I, very funny. It's nice when nicknames like that have like an organic development to the point where they, yeah. get, they get to the point where it's, it's funnier. It's also like easier to remember in a way because it has like a descriptor yeah. in it. Like I've got a couple of people uh, in, in my discord and and twitch i won't call out any names because there's too many to to, to like recall but a number of people have very clever uh twitch handles uh and not yes. necessarily funny like just just like unique just combinations clever. of you know yeah. animals and uh or or phrases or you know fun just kind of like non non sequiturs is usually my favorite you know like if someone's just yeah. like you know the cow spoon you know like it just for like just some weird like far side it's actually ass, really great right like any like stuff like that and sometimes they're not like members of the community they're just they come in from a raid or they come in because i've i've got that server uh, um not server boost um boost the stream challenge has happened a number of times in the last few weeks on twitch and and so you get a yeah. number of new people coming in but they're new people that have been around on twitch for a while so they're, they're not new to twitch they're just new to you and so they have yeah. this like established you know thought out username i especially like the people that have like inserted caps so i don't have to try to read a 13 character username with three different words with no punctuation i or did that on purpose it. yeah <laughs> i did that on purpose i had someone asked if my username was a reference to wind waker and i was like no it's hmm. just my last name <laughs> that's it um I yeah i jumped into to, to someone someone i've been like checking out a bunch of different random streamers and things um we had a really amazing serendipitous moment though where um while i was playing stardew somehow the conversation just turned into a wild array of tea puns just tea puns up the wazoo and it just everyone kept going and i'm poor cosmic was modding that day and she was like i Am I allowed to, to to time people out for this? And I was like, well, they're not breaking any rules. And she was like, well, they're breaking my heart. So <laughs> this is. The, I wonder, can I can we make an exception? I I I love puns. I think that they're great. Um, but um, yeah, it, it just became like a, a variety of tea puns. So we ended up finding like someone else to raid, just someone we didn't know because no one we knew was streaming, and um, um, ended up finding. Uh, this girl who was playing Stardew Valley, and her 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 Twitch name is a T pun. Her name is Empty. Hmm. So we're just like perfect. <laughs> it's you. You're the chosen one, and she's lovely. Um, empathy, empathy. Um, and she's lovely. She's so sweet, and um, so it was a very very nice. Uh, felt like another chill stream to jump into with Stardew with lots of T puns. It was just it just kind of kept 
kept the good vibes rolling, which I really, really appreciated. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been a fun time. I'm I'm hoping to expand my repertoire for gaming at some point as well, because um, right now it's pretty exclusively um, Stardew, Minecraft, occasionally The Sims. I have well, I say occasionally because um, it's been overclocking a lot of stuff. So hopefully now I can actually do that a bit more often. Um, and um, oh, what else? Oh, Spirit Fair, which I still have to finish. Um, so I'm trying to make like an agenda of things I want to finish in the next little bit. And then I think at some point down the line, I'm going to, um, uh, look and see if I can invest either in a PS5, um, hopefully with the, with the new money I'll have coming in from my hopefully new job. And, um, uh, or I can, I'll ask my roommate if I can borrow her PS4 and play some games like Horizon Zero Dawn has been one I've wanted to look at for a while. And the new Animal Crossing. <laughs> Sorry, I just private joke. I'll explain in a second. The new <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> I've started calling it Animal Crossing Valhalla as a, as because one day on on stream, someone was saying they were playing ACV, and my brain automatically translated to Animal Crossing Valhalla when she meant Assassin's Creed Valhalla and it just has right. become a thing. So sorry, I just, I know it, it's always just going to be Animal Crossing Valhalla to me. <laughs> so I caught myself halfway through, but it still slipped out a little bit. So I, I apologize. I'm but, getting these images um, of like Tom Nook running around in the Assassin's Creed hood. <laughs> You're really funny. <laughs> yes. Or your little character is just a Viking and it's just like, uh, just, yeah, it's uh, so yeah. Animal Crossing Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> But AC in my brain has just been Animal Crossing forever. So whenever I see, like, AC is like a word, it's just Animal Crossing all the time. Anyway. My um, my sister and her family uh, had a, got a Switch for Christmas. And so Animal Crossing is one of the things that's in their regular rotation. That in Mario Kart. Yeah. So I know a fair bit just from talking with Andrea and, like, th mm. see, hearing what my niece is into, that kind of thing. And we've talked about it before in the show, too. Yes, yeah, that like was a while ago. ago. This was yeah. like last year. Yeah, yeah. no, when it first when it first came out, it was about a year yeah. ago. Actually, yeah, that's because it was released mm -hmm. in March or something like that. I can't remember, but yeah, I, mm -hmm. so I'm familiar with it and having never played. I've also I own and have installed Stardew Valley, but I have not actually played it um, because uh, I want to wait until I have some chill time to do it. And yeah. I've been trying to increase my and grow my viewership on the channel uh, with the hopes of potentially applying for twitch partner because i have congratulations one, I have, by the way you've well, been doing very well and i'm very proud to see how far you've come with it it's thanks. really cool i appreciate it um it's frustrating that i've got this one metric that seems to be just out of gra out of grasp and i don't know what the process is like so i need to talk to a couple of people that i know that are partners that have offered to to give me some advice and whatnot so because mm. i know it's not an easy thing and i know it's a lot of like applying and hoping they reply in a timely manner um, yeah. And then one thing I don't necessarily like about the way things are going right now is that um, obviously Minecraft is the biggest viewership. And while yes, I'm often in the mood to play Minecraft, there's other things during the week that I would like to explore. And the viewership is like a third of what I would normally get from Minecraft stream. So it pulls the average like yeah. way down. Uh, now, yeah. the bright side of all of this is that well, I did have extra time over the holidays to do a lot of weekday streaming. I don't really, I don't really have that time. I should not be, you know, like I, I should be streaming right. on weekends when I have Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and then Monday should be like, you know, Monday through Friday should be more work time slash, you know, evenings should be not streaming. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because I, you know, and as silly as it sounds, like sometimes it's just as simple as like saving your voice for podcasting, you know, like, cause not getting too tired, like not spending that much time of the week being on all the time, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, big yeah, big air sense. quotes. Cause I'm not like a big on personality. I'm pretty chill on Twitch as well, but, but yeah, mm-hmm. so like, so that's where the direction I'm going. So Stardew Valley, while I know it gets a lot of viewership, I know it does not have the same pull that Minecraft does. Certainly not for my channel. Because uh, that's what people right now are tuning in for. Now, I have done other games in the past. I've done Satisfactory, which is going to have an update hopefully in March. There's um, No Man's Sky that just got an update recently that I'd like to check out. But I'm kind of staying to the course and trying some um, strategy and sticking to it as far as the, the channel goes. Um, and uh, I'm also out there looking for um, people to raid because something that's nice about having the channel growing is that I very often have a, a decent sized chat room. So at the end of my stream, mm-hmm. I'd like to pass that on to somebody new. And um, in the process of looking for new people to follow, I was kind of bumming around in the Xbox last night. I just wanted to watch something. I wanted to turn my brain off and just kind of tune in. And I was just looking and I've been trying to find um, more female streamers to send people to. Cause I have a list, I have a short list, but I very often tend to send people to, to other dudes. And statistically, I think it's just that there are more dudes that stream and yeah. the the type of streams I tend to um, want to send people to just happen to have a, a guy at the helm. Well, yeah. the other night I found uh, a streamer who's um, I, she. I don't know how old she is for sure, but she does strike me as younger because like there was a conversation in the chat about like not knowing what WoW was, like World of Warcraft. So oh, missed, oh baby, missed that oh, boat, she... missed that boat entirely. Um, it was, it was, it was funny and earnest though. It was not, it was not like a, a big, no one was making fun. It was just like a general, like, what, what are you talking about? And if you're not into video games, people are not going to know that, right? Like if you, if, if no, the one thing true. you play is Minecraft and that's all you've ever played, then you probably don't know about a lot of different acronyms and things, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, short Zelda 22 is is the the user i'll have a link in the show notes uh super sweet she was really nice um she wasn't doing a heck of a lot she was clearing out a cave or something so it wasn't like she was building anything uh, i didn't mm. stick around long enough to see it but i was there for a good 20 minutes or so but really funny moment you know talking earlier in the show tonight about um uh like data and and overwhelm and like all the stuff going on and there's so many streamers and so many things to think about so i followed and then she said like oh my gosh thanks very much and she goes you sound familiar. Now, I'm not. I'm not in her chat saying a lot because I'm on the Xbox and typing on that is a pain in the butt. So yeah, and I'm also not there to advertise. So I'm not going to tell. Say, oh, I'm from the Spawn Chunks podcast. Like that. Just that's not the appropriate thing to do. No, you know. Etiquette. So she's like, you sound familiar. Like, do you stream Minecraft? And so I was like, yeah, I stream Minecraft from time to time. Thinking like, <laughs> like I've probably logged about. 150 hours since november <laughs> like it's just yeah wow. you know like it's, it's I, <laughs> I i i've put in some time i didn't say that i said like yeah I, I i play some minecraft like basically it was like the shortest answers i could without being you know rude because again typing on the xbox is difficult and so she yeah. goes to follow me back and she was like oh and she just starts laughing i already follow you <laughs> it's probably why you sounded familiar <laughs> <I was just laughs> like, that's, that's really, really cute really funny that's very fun yeah. i love and, it when stuff like that yeah. happens and her community was really sweet too so i mean i'm sure at some point i'll, I'll overlap and i'll be able to raid her at, at some point in the future but i wanted to give her a shout mm. out here if she doesn't do much outside of minecraft she's got probably no idea about the citadel cafe so it's all good um but uh, if people are looking for 
Um, I want to say family friendly, certainly, well, maybe not family friendly, maybe say like, you know, teenage family. She wasn't swearing, but some mm. of the conversation in the chat was maybe a little bit more junior high, high school um, right. in terms of, of maturity level. But she wasn't vulgar. Right. She wasn't swearing. She wasn't being annoying or loud. She just It was a very nice presentation and I, it struck me as really nice and chill. And so I wanted to kind of give a shout out to her here. Um, and like I said, the reaction was just like, <laughs> it was really, really adorable. Um that's really cute. Speaking of recommendations, we have an email from uh, Pearlescent Moon 3812798 this week. Uh, TikTok recommendations. And I saved this one for the show with Megan because Megan and I are the, the two hosts that talk about TikTok the most, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hi there, Joel and Megan. I just have a few quick TikTok account recommendations. I'm going to say that again. Hi there, Joel and Megan. I just had a few quick TikTok account recommendations. For music, I suggest you check out and possibly follow Fazia Official. She has an amazing voice. She also has a YouTube channel called Fazio. Fazia? Fazia. F-A-O-U-Z-I-A. Uh, I will have that link in the show notes as well. Uh, cooking videos for uh, that kind of stuff, you should check out at Eaton. E-I-T-A-N. Uh, he's a really good chef. Uh, I didn't have time to check out the music one before the show, but I did check out Eaton. Uh, Eaton Burnath, I believe is his name. I found his Instagram account. The food looks incredible, but that buries the lead. He's 18. Ah, uh, wow. Okay. Like what? There's pictures of him, I think, doing like chef stuff at like what looks like he's maybe eight or 10. Like there's um, obviously he's 18 now, but like he's he's doing a lot. Uh, obviously the Instagram page has the vibe of an 18 year old person on social media that has over 600 people, 600,000 people following him. But, mm -hmm. um, it, it looks like really, really interesting, high quality food. And I just, I like these kind of quick hits. I've never been someone that likes cooking shows on television. I don't watch the cooking shows on Netflix. Yeah. I might enjoy them and I should probably give some a shot, but I just, I prefer this small dose stuff. It's one of the reasons why I like food TikTok is because I can just download a one minute video that if I pause it probably has the recipe included or there's a link to like, you know, the recipes on my Instagram page or, you know, something like or that. Or it's in the comments or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find that stuff really easily. And, and the fact that you get to watch somebody make it and see like, Hey, by the way, this is how you do this. And it's like a, it's like a two second clip of them doing a specific mm. thing, like flipping something or use this oil, not that oil. And you're just like, these are the kind of tips that I like because I'm not a novice chef, but I'm also nowhere near any kind of, like I've never worked in the industry. So there's a lot of stuff I don't know. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm at that point now, especially after being home so much during 2020 and while I enjoy cooking at home, I'm kind of done with the same, you know, 12 to 15 meals that I have in regular rotation. And so I'm trying to expand and, and try a few new things. And um, the, the links like this to Eaton are fantastic. So I'll have a link to Eaton and, of course, the musical um, uh, link in the, in the show notes as well. People can kind of like go and check them out and see what's new. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think the people that I follow on TikTok is public. I can't remember. Um, but I've got a number of, of chef TikToks. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. He's like sad or mopey or I can't remember his name. His name has something to do with like a emote or an emote, uh, emoji, uh, or emo kind of like vibe to it. Uh, right. sad, sad pappy. I think it's sad pappy. Um, I've mentioned him oh, on the yes. show before. Yes. Yeah. He's really good. And he's not sad. Mm -hmm. He's just really mellow. <laughs> 
And so uh, yes. he, he, he has this kind of vibe of just being really uh, melancholy, even and though he's not. He comes off as sad. He, yeah. Like just yeah, knowing yeah. the relation to everyone else on TikTok. Yeah. Who and is, it, I... yeah. And it just, I think it's probably, a, it sounds like a nickname he might have got in a kitchen working professionally as a, a chef, right? So, right. so yeah. yeah. So he kept it on, on social media. But um, he recently got verified, actually. So um, I'll have, I'll try to remember adding Sad Pappy to the list here, too. Or at least that'll be a, a recommendation um for uh for pearlescent moon 381 there um because if you like food tiktok then you'll like sad pappy because he does things like you know showing you how to do preserves and like you know uh, garlic oils and stuff that you don't necessarily make as a meal but you'll need later to mm-hmm. include in some of the other dishes that he does because his whole thing is that he makes things fancy like he takes pancakes and he makes them right. fancy or he takes some right, right, roasted right. chicken but makes it fancy um but anyway those are those are really cool um, do you have anybody new on your TikTok list that we might be able to pass along? Oh, um, no, not not anyone that is immediately coming to mind. I've been trying to, like, get in with the small streamer community on TikTok. There's actually a lot of streamers on there, and, and some people will post really great um, tutorials. And, like, that's actually kind of how I figured out um, some of the audio effects that I've added to my Twitch stream lately. I've added, like, a feature called audio ducking. So if anyone ever, you know, launches a... Um, like a sound effect or something. I have like, you know, sound effects in my channel points and whatnot. And, um, but like, I don't have to like shout over anything anymore or like wait till it's done before I can keep talking. It just automatically lowers the volume of the thing that's not my mic. Nice. So it's mic. So like, so, so fun little, like little tweaks like that, that it's kind of overall makes the, the quality of your stream a little bit better. Um, I've put up some myself um, for like I figured out how to make a fun um, shaped webcam because I like I see so many people like there's like there's like trends I've noticed with with webcams and stuff on Twitch and uh, we're kind of derailing the conversation a little bit but <clears throat> but some a lot of people are like either we'll use the kind of um, uh, landscape style webcam and some people have been like shrinking them down or cutting them down to be more of like a a portrait style instead. Um, and I kind of, everyone is kind of, it's very samey. It's all very boxy. Um, so I changed my webcam to be like, like a circle and have like part of my logo surrounding it. So it looks just different and still is on brand for me, I guess. Cool. Um, so just, just, just little stuff like that has kind of been what I've, what I've fallen into, but it's not really a, a person in particular. Um, but if I do find anyone that I feel like you might enjoy, I will be sure to make note and pass it along. I'd be curious about some of the Twitch stuff too, because there's, I don't find the back end of Twitch overly easy to navigate. Uh, I nor don't helpful. either. And so, it's, no, yeah. I agree. It's, so I'm looking, I, and so I have the, I guess, benefit um, of resisting a webcam for as long as I can possibly do it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I just don't have any interest in being on webcam. I think it's partly because most of what I do is like, is visual, like in Minecraft. Like, I mean, you don't, yeah. I don't have reactions to placing blocks. Like, I mean, I'm going to look, if you want to see what I look like playing Minecraft, I look like a dope. Like I'm just staring at the <laughs> screen, placing blocks and talking. Like it's not, it's not a overly complicated thing, you know? 
Uh, I understand people to play horror games or people to do a lot of just chatting. That makes sense. Like if you're going to chat, then it just you want someone to engage yeah. with. Like I understand that. Yeah, I think I think you're you're with that that one demographic that can really get away without having a webcam, and it's very rare. I think um, so. But I feel like you are absolutely that kind of creator that can get away without having a webcam because you have a very nice voice to listen to, and your your content is about what you're doing, not about you. Well, it yeah, is kind that's of about fair. You, but it's about, it's yeah. about what you're doing, right? Yeah, so, no, it's it's um, about my creativity, not necessarily about me. That's I think exactly. That's a fair assessment. And thank you, by the way. Yeah, no problem. No, of course. Um, whereas, like, I want my content to be kind of more. This sounds so conceited. I know it. It's. I know you don't think this, but it like my content is more about about me. A no, of bit course. More and there's nothing wrong like, with that. I want to, uh, yeah, there's, that's, and that is the MO of Twitch. Like that is, and I, yeah. I get it because like, I can tell you from a marketing standpoint, when I'm browsing through Twitch and looking for um, thumbnails to click on to try to watch somebody new, I may not click on someone that has a webcam first, but I will see that thumbnail first before I see the one next to it that doesn't have a webcam. It's, mm -hmm. it's human condition. You just, you see a face and you look at it. Like you have to just like yeah. eyes, nose, mouth, hair, analyze. Like just, you know, you just kind of say, who is this? Oh, person. Okay. It's quick. But when you know yeah. what you're looking for, you know it's happening because the statistics show that new people are going to come to your stream because you have a webcam, then like I can't argue with those metrics. Like I get that it, it works um, for yeah. those that, that do it. I think the only time that like, again, I would have more um, in a game that would involve a lot more chatting. Like I'd be more, I would be more inclined to have a webcam on something like Stardew Valley than I would be in Minecraft or um, what's the other one I played the um, Factorio, not Factorio um, satisfactory. Like those yeah, are such yeah. visual games as to what I'm doing. I have very little reaction, but then Stardew Valley mm -hmm. just seems to me from the outside looking in, having never played it, looks like there's a lot of opportunity to chat with the chat room. Yes, right? there is. Yeah. There, yeah, there can be for sure. But then it kind of sets the precedent of if you do include a webcam for other things like um, Stardew and, and uh, yeah. Satisfactory and things like that, you will probably have to or be forced Open up to the include can of worms. it with your Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's at that point, it's like, you know, whereas you are a creator that does not have a webcam and i would argue that you don't really need one either mm -hmm. um clearly you've done very well without one um i definitely think that it, it would not not necessarily for you but in general it does add a little bit of extra um um like personalization i guess sure. for yeah, lack yeah. of a better of word but i don't true. think that for your type of content i don't think it's super necessary mm. Yeah, I mean, Personally. I'm I'm, I'm sticking my foot in the in in the sand for as long as I can. <laughs> mm, yeah, uh, for that one, but and that could very well be forever. Really, yeah. But I, I mean, mean, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, there are yeah. other there are other streamers that I see that don't have one that are very like just wildly successful, but they have other mm -hmm. avenues, and they they either used to have a webcam or for whatever reason they're big enough that they can just say mm, whatever. I don't want to deal with it. I don't have to. But they're not climbing the yeah. ladder. They're already at the top of their game, so yeah. they don't they don't have to get there. They can kind of do whatever they want. Um, but yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. 
Moving on into what we have been watching and or playing since uh, the Xbox is a big part of my life now. Uh, I uh, have continued to watch Kim's Convenience Season 4. I actually had to double check to make sure that I was in Season 4 because I've just been hitting next on Netflix, not paying much attention at all to where the season started again. <laughs> However, that's a good sign. It isn't, it isn't because I'm starting to see the pattern now. I remember oh, saying okay. that Season 3 started to get long in the tooth, started to feel repetitive. And then Season 4 was a bright, shining breath of fresh air and now season four is starting to get repetitive and they're starting to recycle their jokes and and so i'm in the last three episodes of the season i checked before i started the show and uh i still very enjoy very much enjoy appa and yama uh the main kims um the mom and dad uh i find even though it's weird some of their not conflicts but their situational comedy beats wrapping up in a 22 minute episode feels a little bit neat and tidy. Um, but I mean, it's also the format of the show. Uh, and yeah. uh, other stuff fails in comparison. Like everything that they do seems to be really, it either has a little bit of heart to it. It's always funny. Uh, I love the way that they jape back and forth. Like th that to me is my favorite part of the show. Um, so spoiler, slight spoiler, Jung and Shannon, are just as annoying together as they were when they were circling one another. So <laughs> that like, they didn't change the dynamic there. It just, it's annoyingly unrealistic and weird. And it just, it doesn't feel like it fits with the rest of the show. Um, mm. Janet's roommate are the uh, Gerald and his girlfriend, who I don't remember her name are the same. Uh, they are, the exact same in every situation. It's annoying. Um, they are unrealistically moochy friends to the point where anyone would call them out on it, but Janet never seems to learn nor do it. Uh, or she calls them out mm. on that and then they never change. There's no like stop or I'll yell stop again. Like there's just, like, there's no repercussions for their repetitive, annoying actions. Um, there's no development. No, exactly. Um, and so that, that I find a, a real pain in the butt. So like whenever it's Gerald and his girlfriend, uh, or, or Jung and Shannon, like I'm really close to skipping those scenes. Um, the saving grace for Jung is um, kimchi. I really like kimchi. He's more fun in this season as well. He's grown mm. up a bit. Um, and it's, so you get to see like professional kimchi with the personality, but then also letting his hair down kimchi at home in the apartment. And who's like a 14 year old boy. Like it's, it's, it's a really nice dynamic. He's like the Joey, if that makes any sense, but right. he's, but he's yeah, not yeah. dumb. Like he's just, he's just, he's got that like, enjoy being a kid when you can kind of feel to him, which is really good. Mm -hmm. um, now, Janet, on the other hand, the daughter, uh, outside of her roommate situation, she's probably had the most character development this season or this last season into this season. And I do enjoy it. Uh, she's fun. She's got more of a sense of humor. I love the developing relationship between her, her parents and her because she's moved out and there's more of a dynamic there. And especially with her and Appa, it's really subtle. It's clever. They don't, they don't beat you over the head with it, which I like a lot. So there are some shining parts to it. Um, but the general, like they lean a lot heavier on the handy car rental stuff in season four. And it's just like, it's another show. It's like watching community or, or some other really slapsticky, weird situational comedy put into this other comedy that has heart and story and characters and, and relationships. It's it's a, it's like a skit comedy in the middle of a skit sitcom, and it for me it doesn't work. Um, and that's not to say that it's nothing bad against the actors. It's just it's the writing and the style that they they deal with it. Um, I particularly don't like Terrence 
he's cartoonish and awkward and it's like she it could be so much more subtly written and it's just not they're just not even trying um so right. so i mean i'll finish the season i mean i've committed this much um there is a new season on tv that i haven't seen anything from so i might wait for that to finish and give myself a breath before i go back and, and watch it but because of um appa and yama i will 100 percent keep watching the show um i'm just seeing after four seasons i'm seeing the weak sides of it now right as you probably will with most sitcoms like that. Yeah. Did you ever start watching it? I think you said you were going to. No, not it. yet. That's. Uh, I think that's the next thing on the docket for, um, for for Colin and I, uh, because we ended up falling down a rabbit hole uh, of watching a really old Canadian cartoon from the '90s called Cyber Six. Um, I remember this. Yes, I don't. So, so anytime I've ever brought it up with someone, I'm like, do you do you remember? Late at night, usually on a Friday, uh, on Teletoon, a show called Cyber Six, and it would—it's like it's like a it's like a deep hidden memory that a lot of people have. Um, and oftentimes, I remember we were we were, we brought it up to another couple friend of ours and, and her and their roommate, and um, the roommate said her name is Renee. She said that always felt like a show that was too old for me. I wanted to watch it. It looked beautiful, but it didn't feel like it was meant for me. It felt like it was meant for an older demographic. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I always felt felt watching it. It kind of had this weird like forbidden sense about it all the time because when I was first watching it, I think I was like 12 or or 13 or something and it always just felt like because it was on so late at night, my bedtime was usually around 9 um and it was like you know on at like 9 30 or something it was like you know you're up just a little bit too late at night um and it kind of feels like a little bit you know seedy kind of just like the the whole vibe of the show um so we watched it again as adults kind of like a whole new fresh perspective and we realized that the show actually doesn't know who its demographic is at all like not even a little bit um, the animation is beautiful. It's stunning. It it looks amazing, and it definitely looks like the production wanted to make the show for a, more of a teen audience, like you know, a minimum of like a fourteen or something, like fourteen and up. Um, but the studio or or the network was saying, no, we want this for children. So it actually has a rating of C eight. It's meant for eight year olds. <laughs> Nine thirty at night. It was on at 9.30 at night. And um, so you can tell by the dialogue, it's a very, it's a very like dumbed down dialogue. There's not a lot of um, essence to the dialogue at all. It's meant to be very simple, but the action is quite aggressive and quite violent in some instances. So it, it, it was, it, it didn't, it doesn't quite match up to itself, but it has so much potential. And then we did some deeper look into like the source material. It's like, how did the show come to be? It's a it's a Canadian studio who developed it, did the writing, etc. Canadian producers with a Japanese animation department, but it doesn't quite have an anime vibe either. Um, but it's an app Japanese animation studio with a Canadian production company on a Canadian network, inspired by um, an Italian published Argentinian comic. So it's a weird blend of stuff. And the comic itself is actually, it's, it's, it's rated 18 plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out who looked at this comic and said, yes, excellent children's TV show. 
who did who did that? I don't I don't know. I like the and and the there's so much mystery surrounding the the actual conception, like how the show got greenlit. I have no idea. I have there's it is a complete mystery. And and Colin and I have scoured the internet to try and find out how did this show come to be? And there's no information about it. We just know it happened. And here's the two different avenues that it took. Here's the 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 adult comic book that is that only had about like I don't know eight not not eight issues but like eight long issues anyway or like 12 long issues or something and then this Canadian animation production that had a total of 13 episodes and that's it <laughs> and there's no other information about it at all but um I ended up like finding and there's no English translation of the comic book either it's only in French and uh Spanish and Italian that's it so it's 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 really weird um so the 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 comic book itself is like is quite quite aggressive. It's a lot of nudity. It's a lot of um, violence in various forms. And um, uh, the the whole idea is that she's like a, a kind of created humanoid called a called a cyber, and she is six of she's the sixth one of like five thousand of them. And the whole idea it's meant to be like this disgraced Nazi scientist who wants to take over the world. And you know, a typical bad guy plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so the show goes into you know she you know her name is Cyber Six. It's tattooed to her arm. Her she's hiding from her creator. She knows that much. She knows that she has to like essentially you know take out or kill his goons that he sends after her to try and get her back because they drop this like vial of of what looks like very acidic green goop that she has to drink to keep herself going it's like her life force and if she doesn't have it she'll die and they they literally talk about this in one episode in the first one where you can very clearly tell okay this is where we're going to get into this 14 rating and then that was the pilot. And then after that, they never talk about it again until the 13th episode. And that is it. So it it really did not know what it wanted to do. Or like they were given so much red tape that they, they couldn't really do what they wanted with it. And you can really only tell the the level of like depth that they wanted to get into with it with this with the twelfth episode and the last episode but they were really constrained. So it was basically forced to turn into a monster of the week show. You had this really annoying character that was the main villain named Jose. And he was basically like the Goonie kind of, you know, son of the main, who was meant to be the main villain. Um, And just, he just ended up being a cartoony, really annoying villain in the comic book. He's heinous. I can't look at him anymore because I, I, I found a couple of, of panels where he's actually just a, a despicable human, but he looks like a child. So it just makes it even more. I won't even just get into it. He's it's, he, it's gross. He's gross. Um, and it just, uh, sorry, I just totally derailed my train of thought. There's just there's my brain rot. <laughs> this show has given me so much brain rot and it, but it's so fascinating because it, like, it wanted to be something like it wanted to be so much more, but it wasn't given the opportunity. And I feel like it has so much potential and it would do very well now as like a, a, a Netflix reboot with an actual like, you know, teen plus rating on it. Because I think it would be really great for especially, um, you know, millennials who were either kids or teens in the 90s. Um, that would definitely be a very nostalgic thing, which is why I started watching it in the first place out of out of nostalgia. And then it just sort of fell into, wow, this show is not given 
the 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 treatment it really deserved because it has a lot of very interesting themes, a lot of very interesting backstory that I don't even think the comic book gets into and it just like it doesn't go into like you know how she escaped her creator in the first place how she ended up where she is now um you know that by by day she she daylights as uh, a a liter- literary a male a male literature teacher um and then like at night she kind of is her own self and you know is kind of like a sort of anti-hero um but also but also a hero it's very confusing but i i weirdly love it a whole bunch and i want it i i want it to come back i want it to have like a, a sort of resurgence um and if there was ever an opportunity for me to like write it like colin and i were coming up with amazing i i, I say amazing i think it's incredible like good ideas on how to like actually structure the show and get into actual lore and plot so it doesn't just become a monster of the week show how much of the show do you remember I don't remember the details. I do remember watching it and I remember looking forward to it. Uh, to paint a yeah. picture, I was in my second year university in 99 when this was coming out. So mm-hmm. uh, Teletoon at night was not something that I had access to at home. But because I lived in the dorm for the first two years of university, all the rooms had cable TV. All you did had to do was provide your own television and hook it up and you were golden. Uh, which is great because in yeah. Sackville, New Brunswick, winters were long. <laughs> And there was not a lot to do, uh, especially for the first year if you were underage and, you know, you couldn't get into the bars, depending on when your birthday was. Like, so um, we ended up watching a lot of uh, late night television. Um, but I remember Cyber Six. I think Duckman was another one that we used to watch. Um, but this was the early start to some very popular uh, cartoons on Teletoon at night for adults. Uh, mm-hmm. Think like John Callahan's Quads, Undergrads, yeah. uh, Clone yes. High, Daft Planet, yeah. uh, Bromwell High later on. This was kind of after I finished school. Um, but then you've got other things that uh, come along and were not original series, but were perhaps uh, acquired by uh, Teletoon for, say, rebroadcast. Things like um, Axe Cop much later or uh, Grim and Evil. Um, actually that was probably more of a younger show. Um, the max was animated in 1998, but then rebroadcast later on, on Teletoon, um, uh, the tick, the oblongs, like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so there was a, this surge of like adult, um, adult aimed comedy. Uh, what was the other one that was really um, popular? It was about talking fast food or something. I can't remember the name of it. I was out of the... Oh, world. I remember that one. I was out of the mix <laughs> at, at some called, point. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find I'll find the title here. I'm looking on the wiki page. I'll have a link to the Teletoon Night stuff. Uh, Robot Chicken is another really good example. Rising to Fame in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite uh, was a cartoon, I guess. Um, I'm just... I'm looking for this name. Yeah. Um, something Squad? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um it was Long like st- Ripping Friends. I remember Ripping Friends being a ripping thing. Ripping Friends was a thing. Um, yeah. Was it an original? I don't Maybe. know if that was an original or not. No, but... I think so. That's the thing. Like, it's it's hard to, to pinpoint because the stuff that's original you tend to know because Teletoon always put that front and center. And then other stuff that they, you know, acquired later on um, wasn't so much the same. Uh, Todd McFarlane's Spawn, that was, I think that was originally aired on M- MTV uh, in the stage. Um, Venture Brothers. Uh, 2005, um, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff later on. Uh, so I remember one of the things I liked so much about Cyber Six was one, the animation was really good. 
Uh, so good. And and the action was good, and there was there was like um, real like pathos, like there was real um, consequences for things. It wasn't like your typical after school Batman special where like no one ever really yeah. died, you know, like that kind of stuff, uh, which I thought was was cool. Um, and I remember the vibe of it being. I'm remembering something else, I think, because I remember Cyber Six, but there's another cartoon that had a very distinct style, but was also like action packed and violent. And I can't quite remember. They, the characters were drawn and they had like hairy arms, but the arms were, the hair on the arms was like big black dashes. No, that's Cyber Six. Is it Cyber Six? That's, okay. So I'm only, six. I, I, and, okay. And so it is the same way. Yeah. Get with it. It's, it's just like they rem remember it being much more violent. Mm -hmm. And it is quite violent. Like the, the, the action is quite aggressive, but the dialogue is so juvenile. It's been dumbed down for, again, we were, because some, some of the episodes we found online to watch, because we couldn't find it anywhere. Um, so we just watched it like a like a like a pirated streamed version. Mm -hmm. um, some of it was ripped directly from Teletoon, and we can see the Canadian C eight rating in the top <laughs> corner. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people were just like, "This is not like I wouldn't consider it meant for kids." But no. the dialogue was very meant for kids, and it turned into like again like a like a monster of the week cartoon. And the dialogue that they had for for Cyber Six was like was really weak, really really weak. Um, and the only like whenever she was talking to herself, it's a lot of exposition because she had like the panther who was actually her brother. Her brother had died. And they basically like the evil scientist took her brother's brain and put it in a panther. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. And I remember what I remember mostly is her cape, like her her cowl yes. and stuff is very dramatic and very angular. Mm -hmm. A lot of sharp angles and stuff. She's drawn like a 90s action comic hero right like everything's black yeah. there's a giant like everything has got if she's in black there's blue reflective light all over her like leather-esque kind of cat suit like there's all these squiggly reflection lines and yeah. it's it's funny like they they would draw these characters as if they're like these specters in the night but they're in the most reflective shiny you know neoprene <laughs> outfits that you can imagine a character being in yeah. Uh, effect. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> well. It also helps when you, as an artist, when you're trying to draw black stuff, you have to have the light hit it somehow to dif differentiate the shapes. Otherwise, you're just drawing a bunch of black blobs, which doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I do. Okay, so I, yeah, I do remember this being one of the top action comic uh, cartoon shows. We eventually in university we rolled over into the CG stuff because we had all grown up on Transformers, and then Beast Wars started. So between yeah. reboot and Beast Wars and Planet something. Planet Wars, Planet, I can't remember the name of the of the show that had the the, the different elements. There's an ice planet, a fire planet, a rock planet, and something else. I don't remember. I mean, it was not overly imaginative, but it's what we had at the time. Uh, I yeah. remember vaguely, but I cannot remember the name of that one. But I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm sure people are screaming at their podcast. Um, uh, right now as to what the title of it Please was write in and let us know if you yeah know what i mean if i can find it i'll maybe look it up to it but i mean it was under the same like you know reboot beast wars um mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and I, i've looked it up before and and then immediately gone like oh right you know and then promptly forgot it since <laughs> that time um but yeah like there, i miss cartoons like that and i find it so oh, difficult God. Um, I haven't had a chance to talk about it much on the show. I did finish watching the latest Transformers cartoon on Netflix, a uh, miniseries, six okay. episodes. Uh, it's called Earthwatch. Uh, real disappointing oh. would be putting it lightly. Um, oh, really? War for Cybertron or Cyber 
Transformers Cybertron something. I can't remember what the first series was called. Was decent. Uh, it's got mm. the same team that did. Um, oh, it's one of your favorite YouTube channels. Um, they did the not Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. Rooster Teeth. Yeah. Rooster Teeth. So I think it's a team from Rooster Teeth that's doing the animation. Um, I could be wrong uh, on that, but it's it's not about the animation so much as it's about the design. It's about the nostalgia. And it's about the story. And in the first season and a half, they really do give Megatron a really cool kind of backstory slash emotional arc. It's more than you ever get to see from Megatron as an 80s villain is basically black and white. He's just bad. He does bad things. You know, he's bad. You know, you don't trust him, blah, blah, blah. But in the last two to three episodes of second season, Megatron becomes a broken record. Like everything out of his mouth is the exact same statement. And all of the growth just comes to a grinding halt. And he's like, oh, you were doing so well. How did you write the first three and not continue on with the last three was beyond me. Even Optimus Prime just becomes a chest-thumping Captain America in the last two episodes. And he just says the same bloody thing over and over again. And you know they don't die because it's all prequel stuff, which is, to lose point, you know, very often on the Citadel Cafe, prequels are very frustrating in that you know where they end up, you know? So you you know nothing bad is going to happen to them. Uh, they don't present this as an alternate timeline. It's just it's all supposed to be just happening before they get to Earth. Um, but right. there, there are some other side things like some of the big baddies and some of the larger Transformers universe that occurred in the, in the Transformers film from the eighties, uh, are in this cartoon. So Predacons and like, you know, just all kinds of really, um, interesting stuff there, uh, in terms of who made the Transformers, where do they come from? Like all that kind of stuff. So that was really cool. But um, there's precious little of that in the, in the second season. But I'm I'm jonesing for a cartoon like Cyber Six or like um, some of the DC animated features that you and I have talked about before. Uh, like I, I'd like to find something like that. I was actually just speaking the other day about wanting um, the um, Dragon Prince to come back. Like I... I don't remember yeah. having a lot of nice things to say about the latest season. Uh, I think it ended in a place that I was happy with, but I felt that they took a really long ass time to get there. Um, mm -hmm. But when it comes to um, wanting new stuff like that, uh, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I, I want something like the dragon prince, you know, like, and I'll latch on to characters. I like, like Amaya and, and other characters. So like I, I want something like that to come back to because I've found that I've been wanting to watch some cool animation. I've been wanting to watch a cool story, but I'm not really getting it. Yeah, yeah, and that's like so, and that's kind of what Colin and I were were feeling with Cyber Six. We really enjoyed looking at it. It looks amazing, and we were really like sh she's so compelling. Like the character is so compelling, and I think what both of us found so frustrating was that. There's so much potential in her as a character. There's so much of a, a potential for growth because you can see, even though it's done subtly, it's done very quickly. You know, she starts off very solitary at the beginning, you know, even with her, her alter ego, who's Adrian. But they don't go into like, how did she come up with the name Adrian? Why is she going by Adrian during the day? And I found out in the comic book, she ends up stumbling across this guy whose name is Adrian Seidelman. And they happen to look very similar. He dies in a car accident. So she t assumes his identity. 
and that's that's she kind of just you know melds into his life and she figures out okay he's a teacher and she's you know able to you know learn things very quickly so she just kind of adapts to being you know a teacher and she moves to you know this this new city and starts this new job as a teacher to make some income so she can just kind of live under the radar um but there's there's so much like they don't go into any of that in the show like all the stuff that i know about the lore of the world is stuff that i went to look for um based on the comic book um because they don't go into any of that like they have some really interesting monsters like there's some really you know neat things but it, it again it turns into this monster of the week because like the big bad von richter is you know the, the nazi scientist they don't actually say he's a nazi in the show because it's a kid show uh but there's a lot of you know you can tell you can just tell there's a lot of essence there especially with the way jose like this the little kid who like does he like goose steps everywhere and and whatnot um but um the 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 design in the show i i love like it looks amazing and it had it had so much desire to be this really groundbreaking animation show and i think in a way it kind of was in the sense that like it's 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 very faintly stuck in in like the cultural zeitgeist of a lot of canadian millennials i think um, a lot of people, if they don't remember all the details about it, they remember something about it. So there was obviously something that was very compelling for a lot of people, even people who are not fans of animation. Um, everyone's like, oh, the show. Like, I remember that. I remember that show. Um, but it didn't, it wasn't given the opportunity to explore Cyber Six as a, as a character. It didn't go into her backstory at all. Um, they very briefly touch on her backstory and why she drank the weird green vial in the first episode on the last episode for like a fraction of a second. They vaguely called it sustenance. And she's like, I need this to live. I need this to survive. But that's all they discussed about it. And most like everything in, in the middle was, um, you know, her staving off these stupid, weird creations. Now, some of them were genuinely very kind of frightening and very interesting. Um, but a lot of it was just like her just fighting weird monsters and, you know, kicking Jose's ass because <laughs> he's, and he's such an annoying little kid that we, we figured out our favorite episode was like, aside from the first one, which was, you know, kind of setting, setting what they wanted to be the tone of it. Um, uh, it was setting, um, like our, our favorite episode was the second last episode where Jose is not in it at all. They, he sends, Ron Richter sends like another creation at her who's actually pretty evenly matched in terms of like powers and ability um except she can turn invisible so it created some interesting dynamics and it was and she wasn't you know she didn't have any of the other side characters there with her at all she was kind of forced to be separate which made a very very interesting um like like her her panther data seven her panther wasn't there her friend lucas the blonde guy wasn't there it's like her colleague from work and also her her weird love interest um um they, none of them were involved in this altercation at all so it was literally just her pinned against another creation and it was like the weird tension between like you know these are two creations made by the same guy and it's like you're kind of like you know one who's free and one who's kind of you know realizing why am i doing this and it was so interesting and they it was one episode and it could have gone so much further and there's just so much rich potential and lore in the, in this in this ip 
that I, I'm, I'm almost desperate for someone to do something with it to the point that he, like Colin is also desperate for it. He managed to go online and find um, um, the DVD. It was like, he's like, it's way too expensive, but I don't care. I, I need to buy this because um, there's like special features like like or like a commentary or something that we're nice. just like we need extra content um to figure out more about this and i don't know if there's any more out there but he's actually he was looking going down a rabbit hole he's like who owns the ip i want to buy it i want to buy this ip <laughs> company and we're gonna do something with it because by god it deserves it deserves it um because it is so interesting and i i much prefer the design in the show like in the cartoon um because um you know they've actually toned down how sexualized she is in in the, yeah. in the book she's more just, appealing design for sure absolutely and and in the in the in the comic book she's just naked all the time she's always wandering around her apartment naked so it's just gratuitous nudity it's just full of 90s edge yeah <laughs> it's really yeah, yeah yeah 90s edge left right and center um but i feel like it has like it it has so much potential and even though I don't because the the two creators are no longer alive. Both of them have passed away quite a, a number of years ago now. Um, you could take the the blueprints of what they've created and build up on it, and you know create a lot more um, interesting character conflict and character growth and development and um, backstory that is not really given in in either medium and you can because like again what most people find so compelling about this character is that like we don't know who she is at all there's no there's no information about her um the show doesn't give in any any information about her you know that she's she's cyber six you know she's an escaped experiment um she's living undercover as a man why there's no that doesn't go into that like it doesn't go into how she got there at all and that is such a fascinating concept i think to me and i i we were also discussing it as like from like um you know an lgbtq perspective it's like it has a vaguely queer quality about it because it's very gender queer she's very masculine even even as like you know she's got short hair and the only, only thing that really distinguishes her from her male uh, alter ego is the fact that she puts on lipstick and she wears her hair a different way and she's wearing a skin tight cat suit um but she's able to pull off the very masculine, like she's, you know, her voice is relatively low. Um, she's, you know, and she dresses as a, as a male literature teacher. So that's, that's really interesting to me. And there's a lot of things I think in this, this day and age that you could play with, with that, um, or that would, you know, be an interesting conversation topic without beating you over the head with it. Mm, I think mm -hmm. we don't see a lot of non-binary or genderqueer characters on television. We've kind of just broached into seeing more, gay and lesbian characters we've seen some transgender characters but the concept of um being you know non-binary or gender non-conforming is not really something that's discussed often unless it's in terms of like being a drag queen um and i think in terms of approaching that a medium like animation provides mm -hmm. enough control that yes. you can do it very subtly and yes. with the right combination of good writing and like you said not beating viewers over the head with it um, exactly. Then I think that you could you could probably make progress, for the lack of a better way to say that. Um, yeah. Because similar to uh, the things that you and I have spoke to, to about the Dragon Prince, with like say uh, two female queens, obviously partners, just being presented as the ruling you know body of the adjoining kingdom, 
without a second word or thought spent on it. Like that's just how it is, you know, uh, yeah. Amaya and like all the different uh, representation that's in Dragon Prince, but without any attention called to it other than just you going like, oh, cool. And that's it. Like it's, it's, it's presented as normal in, in the show, which it is and should be. Um, and I think that, again, it works so well there because it's animation and they have that flexibility to to get, like get it just right, you know, just mm. to, to, to hone it in in a way that seems like it fits. And I think also, too, like not that it's necessarily a good thing, but having some sort of sci-fi or fantasy environment where things are, you know, you have some more creative liberties than just like 2021 Earth, you know. I think mm-hmm. that that also gives you some more creative avenues there as well. Yeah. Um, before we move on and wrap things up, Shadow Raiders is the name of the cartoon that I could not remember for the life uh, of me. Yes. Uh, the reason I keep on thinking planets is because it's based on the Trendmasters toy line War Planets very loosely. Uh, and depending on where you watched it, it was called Shadow Raiders or it was called War Planets Shadow Raiders or vice versa, depending on where it was airing. Uh, I also had a hard time finding it because it wasn't a Teletoon show. It was aired on YTV in Canada. That's why I couldn't find it oh, okay. super, super fast. Okay. Um, but it was made by Mainframe Entertainment, same people that made um, Reboot. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, so um, all shows worth looking up. Uh, depending on how old you are, they might seem very dated or they might bring back a lot of nostalgia. It all depends on what side of 2000 you were born. Uh, tip, I was not born on this side of 2000 <laughs> by a long shot. Moving on into the Internet Minute, which is, of course, brought to you by you. The Citadel Cafe is 100% listener supported. If you're getting value out of the show, please consider putting a little bit of value back in. You can become a member at patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe. Joining at any level will get you an invite to the member-only Discord server, as well as access to things like bonus audio content. Last time I checked, there was about 14 bonus tracks that you can listen to uh, via the Patreon page or via the Patreon RSS. If you uh, just subscribe there... Uh, as a member, then you'll get the regular Sigil Cafe on your podcatcher app, along with automatically any additional content that myself or any of the hosts uh, record. Patron count is at 21. Check that today. If you'd like to be 22, then check out patreon.com slash the Sigil Cafe and join today. The pick this week uh, should not be a surprise to anybody in the nerdy science community. The Perseverance rover has landed on Mars. Uh, I'll have a link to the site at mars.nasa.gov and a link to the video of the mission overview uh, as well, which I thought was pretty interesting. To make a quick summary, the Perseverance rover will search for signs of ancient microbial life, which will advance NASA's quest to explore the past habitability of Mars. Uh, I will not go on to read the whole thing, but there is a lot of information on this website. It is very, very cool. Lots of pictures from Mars. The things that I get kind of really nerdy about is the high quality images they're able to now send back, including video of like dust and sand and sunsets on Mars. Yeah. One of the most recent ones, which, which was really cool, was what nighttime looks like on Mars. That's so cool. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So there's been some really amazing TikToks about it and someone like re-upped a, an audio clip of like what the what the wind sounded like on Mars. Yep. And I'll have to see if I can find it, but there was a really really adorable video of a daughter filming her dad because they're all working from home right now her dad was one of the scientists um responsible for that and his reaction to hearing that it actually made it and he, he cheered and then started to sob because yeah. he was just so excited enough to see if i can find it because it was so sweet but it's just it's it's exciting it's really cool yeah they're getting 
really good at landing these rovers on Mars. And it mm -hmm. becomes the production value too of like the YouTube videos and the live coverage and stuff like that. It's, re it's really, really well done. And there's always someone there giving you the science and then someone else explaining it in kind of a little bit more general terms. Uh, yeah. And they have some people that are, you know, scientists at NASA that are also good television personalities for like YouTube and stuff like that. So it's it's an yeah. easy watch. It's not boring in the slightest. Um, the trick is just finding the time to be there live because it's very often kind of like middle of the workday kind of stuff. So people yeah. can always tune in. But either way, we'll have links to uh, the main page, uh, YouTube videos and stuff in the show notes for this week. That wraps up this episode of the Citadel Cafe. You can get more information about the show and links to some of the things that Megan and I talked about at thecitadelcafe.com. Music for the show was composed by Kevin McLeod. You can email us at thecitadelcafe at gmail.com or find us by name on Twitter. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. And you know what? Word of mouth is the easiest way to support the show. You can just tell a friend about it Tell them about the Citadel Cafe and where they can go to listen to it. The more people that listen, the, the better we do. My name is Joel Duggan. You can find everything I am up to online, including my illustration and design portfolio at joelduggan.com. You can find the other podcasts I do about Minecraft at thespawnchunks.com. There has been a metric ton of stuff happening with the snapshots lately. So you really want to check that out if you are at all into Minecraft. Or if you know someone that is and you'd like to learn a little bit more about the game, check out thespawnchunks.com. You can follow me at Joel Duggan on social media and Joel Duggan on Twitch, where I'm building a medieval town in Minecraft. Megan, what have you been doing online lately? I'm on Twitch as well at uh, twitch.tv slash Townsend. I'm also building in the medieval realm on the Citadel Minecraft server. Um, right now I'm doing a wizard tower and we have a lot more builds planned for the future. Um, but I'm a variety caster on there, so I do a, a bunch of different stuff. So there's something for everyone. Uh, but you can find me uh, pretty much anywhere. Townsend is is my username across all major social media, including TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You've been listening to the Citadel Cafe, where we are fast, easy, and cheap, but you can only pick two.